Welcome to Adjunctitis, the podcast designed to help those who are new to the college classroom go from surviving to thriving. Each episode provides teaching hacks to reduce stress, save time, and avoid pitfalls. If you're in crisis mode, you may want to look for a specific episode that speaks to your needs. If there isn't one, please let me know and I will do my best. I'm your host, April Brown, an assistant professor of journalism at Cal State LA. Now, episode one. Congratulations! Do you know what you're in for? Short answer, I did not. My expectations were not quite in line with reality, and there were a number of surprising things that really didn't register until they became potential problems. But as an example, let's start with a short story. In one of my early years of teaching, I took students on a field trip to a city council meeting in Flagstaff, Arizona. This was a journalism reporting class, and I wanted students to see how local government worked. So I'm standing outside the chambers, waiting for all the students to arrive, and then my phone rang. And it was a student's father complaining about his son's grade. I don't know how he got my mobile number. I didn't exactly share it, but there he was. So right now I'm going to ask you to do a thought exercise. What would you do in that scenario? Think about it for a few minutes. We will come back to it. I expect everyone is coming to this podcast from different places. Some of you may last have been in college decades ago. For others of you, it may have been a couple of years ago. Nevertheless, here's a quick lay of the land on some crucial legal matters. For this and every episode, there is a PDF outline of essentially what we're going to be talking about on the website. You can follow along after you download it, take notes. It's in the teaching tools section for episode one. You'll also be able to find links to whatever articles or research I talk about and the teaching tools I cover. So let's go back to that story I mentioned at the top, the phone call from the student's father complaining about the student's grade. The man wanted to have a long chat about it, but fortunately when he rang, it wasn't a good time and I told him so. Now these days, in my experience, some parents and students view college a little like a service industry. We are the service providers. And sometimes when parents don't think their children are getting the proper services for the fees, they will contact us directly and tell us so. And I hadn't run into this particular situation before. In fact, I remember when professors could still post grades on a door for everyone to see. In my day, it would definitely have been unheard of for my parents to call my professors to complain about my grades. My father was one of those professors, so definitely know about that. But times change. So as any good journalist would, I did a little research before getting back to him. And as it happens, there is a federal law that you need to know about, and it speaks directly to this kind of situation. The law is known as FERPA. You'll hear that acronym a lot. It stands for the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act. And it puts limitations on what information, including grades, you can share and with whom you can share it. It applies to any school that receives federal funds, so not just colleges and universities. FERPA also clarifies ways that you have to communicate with your students about grades. There is a link to the Department of Education's FERPA resource page on the Teaching Tools section of our website, adjunctitis.com, under Episode 1. The guidance from the Department of Ed says, quote, when a student reaches 18 years of age or attends an institution of post-secondary education at any age, 
they become eligible students, and all rights under FERPA transfer from the parents to the student. End quote. This gets to the crux of our question. If a student, even if they're under 18, is attending an institution of higher learning, post-secondary institution, college or university, their parents are not eligible to get this information. The students would have to give their express permission for parents to get it. This is certainly something you'll want to know about because it's really a change from the days when teachers could just post everybody's grades on the door. While there are things you are not supposed to share, there are some things that you may be mandated to report as a faculty member. For example, sexual assaults, harassment, or gender discrimination on campus. And this is due to a federal law known as Title IX. It's an interpretation of the 14th Amendment, which is known as the Equal Protection Clause. Title IX of the Civil Rights Act prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in education programs receiving federal funds. It is now more than 50 years old, and actually I think it's most well-known publicly for giving women sports opportunities in college. However, by law, schools have to publish policies saying they don't discriminate on the basis of sex in their educational programs or activities. And every school must provide the name and contact information of the Title IX coordinator to whom reports of potential violations are made. According to the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights, they have a Title IX Q&A document, which was updated in 2022. Post-secondary institutions can decide for themselves who those mandatory reporters are, but often it is most campus employees, including faculty, who are those mandated reporters. But you should check with your school's Title IX office for specifics. There's a related law you might want to know about called the Cleary Act. It was named for a Lehigh University student, Jean Cleary, who was raped and murdered in her dorm by another student in 1986. Cleary's parents sued the school, arguing that the university's record of violent crimes was not widely known, and had her family known, Jean Cleary would not have attended. Campus crime reporting standards didn't really exist in 1986 as they do now. So, with the Cleary Act... Schools receiving Title IX funds have to disclose accurate crime stats, including homicide, rape, and sexual assaults that are disclosed to campus authorities. And there's a link to a chart that covers the intersection of Title IX and the Cleary Act in the Episode 1 section of Teaching Tools on our website. I hope you've learned something from our first full episode. There's a link to the articles and research and websites on FERPA, Title IX, and the Cleary Act on our website, adjunctitis.com. Again, it's under the teaching tools section for episode one. One quick disclaimer, I'm not a lawyer, so it's always best to consult the primary documents and, of course, if needed, the experts, the lawyers. In coming episodes, we're going to cover how the pandemic is affecting everyone on campus, how to build relationships with students, creating a syllabus to prevent problems. That's all for now. If you have questions or issues you'd like me to address, please send them to questions at adjunctitis.com. Join our conversation on social. Right now, we're at adjunctitis on threads, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We are also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash adjunctitis. 
You can also use the hashtag adjunctitis so we can form a community where questions can be asked and answered. If you enjoyed our podcast, please consider leaving a review and a rating. Those can help other people find us too. Please spread the word and help those who ask you for help. It's good teaching karma. Adjunctitis is a Look At It This Way production. I'm April Brown. Thank you for listening. Class dismissed.